In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Tokenet Radio, Toki Entertainment, or the owners group. Senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojinet. I am Ron Kolick. Toginet or Toginet? Toginet. Were you just now correcting it? Yeah, I couldn't remember what was right or what was wrong anymore. <laughs> I am Ron Kolick, your gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the Queen of Pain, Maureen Wood. Hey, how you doing? Good. Outstanding. We had a great show uh, yesterday. We had Derek Akar on from uh, Most Haunted. Yeah, I heard it was amazing when we had a chat last night, and uh, it's too bad I didn't get to log in and hear it. Uh, the show was awesome. And so it's on, it's on uh, Toji Nen, I'm sure, in the archives, so uh, if you want to catch it, it, it was a really good show. I got a lot of emails from it, so oh, very I was good. thrilled. And you know what's cool? Because he does transmedia, too. I asked him a lot of questions about what he experiences to see if it was the same as what you experienced. Okay. Yeah. And was it? Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. I was very uh, cool. quite pleased with it. But uh, anyway, uh, I had a strange little thing happen this week. And you want to explain about that? Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> what do you say? A strange little thing. Well, I'll explain it. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Lisa uh, Santoro, who does Jolly Web Design, who does our, our website. And... I was at my desk, sitting in a chair, and up on the uh, shelf behind me, I mean, not right behind me, far behind me, was the GPS unit inside its case. And all of a sudden, it started talking. <laughs> really? And it, not to mention, it's an uh, English woman, right? We yeah. had it to. Yeah. So, all right. So, and it started said, talking. You reached your destination. Really? So, I mean, there must have been some, some kind of message there. Now, the, That's scary. I don't know. The only... The only <laughs> The only um, way you can turn that on is you actually have to hold the button down for X amount of time yep. before it kicks in. Because I the next time I went to use it, I, I thought it was broken because I couldn't turn it on. Well, maybe so, we you lost it the time. No, I don't think so. <laughs> First I've lost it, I'm then found. Then you're found, right? Yeah, right. You've reached your destination. I've, re- I've reached my destination. Makes That's you wonder. Right. I have been found. Hallelujah. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, that is, that is really strange because uh, I can't explain. How, and not only that, I mean, I never use the thing, so I'm sure there's no power in it. I mean, I, I think the battery would have died. Yeah, right and then, I, I, it's just totally weird. It is weird. And I actually had to open it and shut it off. Did so. you uh, ask Jan or Ron Jr. if they happened to turn it on? No, no they don't. 
Martin's not even around. Just, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here. My office so yeah. here in the daytime, and they were both working, unlike me. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty cool. But anyways, I don't know what it is, but uh, it must be a sign, a message. Must be. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder what it is, though. Okay. Anyways, um, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. Yes, it was. Did you right. celebrate? I certainly did. And uh, we actually have a little clip we're going to play, I think. Uh, Eric, you want to put that clip on for us now? Well, just so. in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. Yeah, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars all smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where the gold is. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything for a pot of gold. I mean, anything. You know what I like? I like the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah, it looks like somebody yeah. got a really good look at it and got that good drawing who, out there. Who did that? I want to know who sketched that. I don't know. Maybe Brian sketched it. <laughs> Doodling. That was a good story. So, anyways, I know I played that last year. I, I was going to say, it doesn't get old, though, with the crackhead. No, it doesn't. It's, you know? it's classic. You can see that on YouTube. Little clown, he's a crackhead. <laughs> if, if you go on, on YouTube, uh, and it's uh, www.youtube.com backslash watch, uh, question mark. I can't see that. Oh, they can just read the Toji chat room. Yeah, well, if they're not on Toji chat room. Uh, B equals N D A O S W E Y N H. So oh, I mean, like people are going to remember that, run. Right, I said it. Well, they can record it. Everybody records it. But I mean, that is classic. You're just going to see that whole thing through. And uh, I, I just every time I watch it, just tickles my fancy. And since it was St. Patrick's Day, I had to play it. So, anyways, we have a great show for you tonight. We have uh, a good friend of ours uh, who we've actually done events with mm-hmm. and gone on investigations with, and uh, it is Roxy Zwicker. So That's let's great. bring Zwicker. Zwicker. on the Roxy, phone. you there? <laughs> Greetings from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Hey, stranger. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I miss you. Miss you guys, too. Miss you. It's been a while. My God, it's been over, what, over a year anyway, right? 
I think oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Man, so what's new in your neck of the woods? Oh, same old, same old, you know, digging up as many ghost stories as I can find, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I am, um, I, I just am putting wraps on my fourth book, which is The Haunted Cemeteries of New England. Uh-huh. Um, and um, it, trust me, this was a labor of love, guys. Really? Mm. Uh, some people love fast cars. Some people love chocolate. Roxy loves cemeteries. Interesting. I do. Well, you know what? We're all going to end up in one one way or another. Not me. Oh, let's not rush it. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I am going to have my ass. Sp- I mean, my ass. Ashes. Ass? Ashes spread. Wait a minute. This is getting worse. <laughs> Your ashes. What? Uh, Sprinkled. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Where, by chance? Oh, uh, I don't know now. <laughs> Oh, boy, that was bad. Anyway. Uh, you know, you ever see that thing, Where's Waldo? Where's Rod's ashes? That's that's going to be a thing. And I'm going to leave a big pot of gold buried in oh, yeah. Alabama, yeah. Uh, guided by a leprechaun. And if you find my ashes, <laughs> then you'll get this pot of gold. God. So yeah. That's I'll, my I'll story, and I'm sticking to it. But anyways, Roxy, you know you know what's really cool? I, I'm, I know we kind of like jumped over all over your cemetery thing. But anyways, uh, this July we are planning to do on Ghost Chronicles International a live two-country thing. Uh, Richard Felix from Most Haunted will be in uh, Portsmouth, England, and I will be in Portsmouth, United States. Where? And Portsmouth. <laughs> and and we were going to do this great thing, and, and we're going to have uh, David Wells and um, uh, Carrie O'Keefe and uh, a whole tons of uh, the top names in the paranormal because they have a special ghost conference there in Portsmouth on that time. So that's going to be really neat. And I'll be looking for people to be on my side of the show, Roxy. <laughs> I'm there. Mm, there you go. So, anyways, you are working on your fourth book, which is uh, Haunted Cemeteries of uh, New Drake. England. Of New England. Yeah. Of Drake. <laughs> we have them. Yeah. Of yeah. New England. New England. So, um, you know, what are some of the, you know, the cities that you've included? Oh, God. I've, I've got, you know, every corner of New England, um, of course, all the way from, you know, the the Union Cemetery, um, you know, th- that's out there in Connecticut, um, all, all the way up to little tiny towns in Vermont. It, it's kind of a crossing over the farm fields, walking into the woods, and, and finding some of these great old cemeteries that have some great stories. Of course, you know, there are the usual, you know, there's Pops Hill Burial Ground in Boston because some just, you know, they can't be ignored. But um, there's a lot in there that you probably haven't heard of that um, have just these fabulous stories. And um, it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, way back, way, way back when I was a kid, um, around 10 years old, that's kind of where I first got introduced to the paranormal. A friend of mine had a birthday party, and she lived next door to a cemetery, and we decided to climb through the bushes and and walk through the cemetery. And... uh, there was a stone there for a child, and uh, we both stopped at the stone, and we were checking it out, and I kind of put my arms around the stone, and I felt this kind of weird vibration, and I looked at her, and she put her arms around the stone, and she kind of felt something and looked at me, and we went running as fast as we could over to her, her house, and uh, the two of us looked at each other and said, did you feel that? 
Wow. Yeah. See, that's interesting, huh? And then, so then you've been drawn to go to different cemeteries ever since then. Is that like where you, you know, your favorite place to investigate or do you have others? Um, cemeteries are probably my favorites, obviously right up there with lighthouses, as you guys know. Right. Um, I, I love the, the colonial pre-revolutionary cemeteries. They just have the best artwork, you know, where else can you get the, the skulls and crossbones and all the, the great icons that are on these old stones, but they have just some amazing stories about these really old cemeteries. And it's not surprising to hear half of those stories have to do with ghosts. So this is kind of a, it's a, a virtual tour. And um, after the stories, there's all this, these great old legends about um, little towns and kind of how they, they handled death and, and graveyards and, cemeteries and the things that they believe, you know, things as, you know, the, the ticking of the beetles and tolling of bells and, you know, the keeping of corpses and houses and all that great ghoulish stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and and that, does it include, so it includes the period as far as, what was it called, like the vampirism? It does. I have a, a chapter on Mercy Brown, and it's, um, it, it's kind of funny. Um, when I, I sent the manuscript over to my publisher, she called me immediately and says, you know, what are you doing? This whole chapter is in red. I says, it's not in red, it's in black. She says, well, it, it came over in red, and every time I scroll through this page, she goes, there's an ad that keeps popping up in the window for Dracula from Amazon.com. <laughs> oh, that's bizarre. <laughs> and she's, she's like, this is really weird. And, you know, I, I wrote that chapter, it was about, Two o'clock in the morning during this windstorm and all the branches from the trees are falling down in my backyard and I think I scared myself and you know I write by candlelight with all the lights out and just my computer screen and I think that's probably the scariest chapter in the book for me. Oh no. You know you know what people really don't understand in fact I touched upon that uh with our interview with Richard Felix is that when we you know we have a book that's coming out in September and we sent uh, to our editor, and she was working on it, and all of a sudden, word just shut down on her. And, uh, you know, it wasn't there in autosave. It just disappeared. So two hours of uh, work down the trash. Yeah, I mean, it's that. It's uh, when Ron and I were doing some work on one of the chapters, and, of course, it was the exorcism chapter. Yeah. Um, it was just pandemonium in that house. I mean, my house, I should say. My living room started flooding. There was, you know, one of the pipes upstairs had burst, water coming down. Um, you know, it was just craziness going on all over. We were having constant computer problems. Ron had his computer going. Mine was going. Every time we were trying to look up information for the exorcism, the, the laptop kept freezing up, and he had to keep restarting it. Um, so that, and, and more things came out. I mean, just it's just crazy. It was just constant. So, you know. There's, there's a lot to be said for those coincidences that people say that just continue to happen, and are they really coincidences at all, you know? Yeah, I, I think they're much more than coincidences, especially hearing it from you. I, I, I know definitely there's something being conjured up there while we're doing all this writing. Mm, I know. So how many cemeteries are in your book, uh, Roxy? Um, there are uh, there's probably about 40 cemeteries that are named in there. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big amount. It must have taken a lot of research for that. Well, I visited over 200 um, in, oh. I'd say, in the past four years. So this, this has really been a, a long time coming. Um, you know, like, like I said, from, from teeny tiny ones to, you know, 
big city ones, it, it takes a lot of time and, you know, trying to document as best you can when you're there and taking pictures and, you know, talking to people that just happen to be walking by or, or live by. It's, um, it, it's really been, no pun intended, quite an undertaking. <laughs> you get all the buzzwords down, don't you? <laughs> hey, that's my job. <laughs> uh, buzz? Definitely my job to do that. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Roxy, uh, you are also doing a Dining with the Dead for us in, uh, let me see, uh, it begins with a J. I think it's June? It is. It begins with a J. Well, you had two, right? A couple of three. We already passed one. Yeah. It so begins with a J. June 29th. Yeah, the J, then we'll let him go on this one. And uh, that'll be really, you know, that's at the Wyndham Restaurant, and uh, you can join us. Uh, the tickets will go on sale shortly for that. Uh, Roxy has been on many investigations with us. She's done a couple of the radio shows with us. Uh, she's a, a fantastic storyteller. Now, are you still doing the tours, Roxy? I am, and, you know, um, this is this is our eighth year, if you can imagine, and um uh, this was the first year that I actually took the winter off because I was working on the book. So our tours are actually starting up. Um, we're finishing up some private tours this month, and our regular schedule should be up in April. And we're also doing tours now over in York, Maine. So those tours have started in May and will run from May through October. And we do uh, the tours of uh, Old York Village there, which is a, a little great colonial village and one of the oldest cemeteries in the state. So uh, the full the full tour schedule is uh, on the way. We're working on some new tours as well, which are very exciting. And um, it'll be great to be getting back out there and, you know, touring Portsmouth and York again. Now, do you want to give out your website for people, for our listeners? Sure. Um, my website is, uh, well, the name of my business is New England Curiosities. Um, we've been doing tours since 2002. Um, you may have seen me on the Travel Channel or the History Channel. Um, I've done a, a couple shows for them a few years back. And if you want to go to the website, uh, it's www.newenglandcuriosities.com. And um, once a month I send out a newsletter, and it's got all these stories that I've unearthed and uh, dug up about local ghosts that might be even in your neighborhood. So um, it's newenglandcuriosities.com. Right, and uh, how did you come up with the name, uh, Roxy? Well, you know, there really is no other place than New England that I'd rather live. I absolutely love New England. I love traveling down the, the back roads, and I found myself quite curious as I've gone by a lot of places, you know, some of the, the older colonial homes, of course, a lot of the, the old asylums and, you know, the, the old cemeteries, of course, and, you know, you get curious, and... uh you know, amassing these stories and hearing stories from people, I, I find that I'm constantly curious, and people want to know, you know, about the, the ghosts that might be in their backyard or places that they go. So uh, that's kind of how the, the name came up. It had to be New England, and it is a bit of a curiosity. So that's that's where it came from. I think it's an awesome name. Thank you. Now, we have, we have done several investigations together. I remember, in fact, we did one of the shows from, uh, we did a remote broadcast at that Irish place, which, uh, by the way, St. Patrick's Day was yesterday. Did I mention that? Yes, you did. 
Uh-huh. And uh, what was the name of that place again? Molly Malone's, I believe, right? Yeah, we um, we did a, a great investigation at, at Molly Malone's, which is um, now uh, changed to McMenemy's. Uh, same place, um, different restaurant, and uh, the same old ghost there anywhere between 8 and 10 last time I've checked. But, but that's uh, what you get with an old brothel, of course. Right. Now, right. As, as you remember, we were talking about it, and... The uh, the price for a uh, young woman that back in the day was two bucks. And yes, it was a dollar broadcast. for the house and a dollar for the ladies. Yeah, that's right. And 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 if you remember during the broadcast, I put my two dollars out as a trigger device uh, to attract one of the young ladies that were uh, one of the ladies' spirits that was there, and I got no takers for the night. Uh, so did her price go up or was she not there? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm I'm sure she was there, but she might have had another date before you, because there were quite a few people there that night. So, you know, her her dance card might have been full run. I wouldn't take it personally. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I, I thought I was losing my charm. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even go there. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Roxy, you know, we haven't spoken for a while. Um, has anything, you know, going out and writing about, like you talked about having a little bit of paranormal stuff going on when you were writing the book? Um, but when you've done some tours uh, last year, or did you notice that, did you have anything specific that happened that really maybe, I don't know, drew your attention more toward the paranormal? Um, well, you know, when we we started our tours up in York last year, um, it was kind of in the middle of the year we started doing them over there, um, especially doing the, the cemetery, and um, there's the, the world the world. The uh, oldest jail in the United States is over in Old York Village as well. And we, we just had some really strange things go on um, on our tours. Our tours over there were at night, so it was always dark, and we're always by flashlight. And, you know, people were, were talking about, of course, when we were in the cemetery being touched, um, there was an occasion when we walked by one of the old tavern buildings and someone swore they saw someone in the building. The building was dark. It was closed. It was locked. There was no tours going on. Um, it really seems like a really very spooky place over there. And I had so many people that were taking the tour, and at the end of the tour, they're like, you know, has, has Stephen King been there? This place is really creepy. And, you know, the, the creep factor is, is definitely there. But, um, you know, we had some people that were just so distressed about, you know, the environment that they were in. They'd actually wait under the streetlight for the tour to move up to them. They'd walk out of the cemetery because they were either feeling something or sensing something there. Um, one of the old taverns, people would not walk into the courtyard because they felt that someone else was there. And um, while we have a lot of things that happen on our Portsmouth tours, it really seemed to be happening, happening quite a lot over in York, which was something new for me. So um, I'm interested to see what, what's going to happen this year when we go back over there. But um, it's 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 Kind of creepy over there, but I love it. Wow. Now, that's that's cool. Now, besides feeling anything, did anyone happen to capture anything on film? or? Um, well, I, I, I get the typical, you know, photographs that people send to me um, that are orbs and, and things of that nature. You know, could be a spirit, could be a light anomaly. Um, not quite sure. But um, nothing nothing that really stands out. Um you know, to me as far as photographs go, um, there there was a couple um, that were kind of, uh, I guess, kind of misty in the cemetery, um, kind of hard to say, but definitely um, something to, to look a little bit closer at, but nothing that really jumps out at. 
Okay. Now, you said you had some things that happened over at Portsmouth, right? We oh, did. You, you, you remember when we did that event for the, uh, the Friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse on, on you know, Halloween, and uh, we had those people that got the pictures at the fort? Fort, uh, fort Constitution. The, those are probably right. some of the most amazing pictures that I've, I've ever seen that were taking, taken on that tour that we did over there, investigation. And yeah, um, it's 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 such a spooky place over there, and uh, you can you still get the sensation of people walking back and forth. And what's kind of funny is I um, did a tour in October with if if you can picture this, guys, 115 eighth graders that came over from uh, Concord Middle oh, School. Oh my God, bless you. <laughs> so I had, I had, I brought these 115 kids all at once on a walking tour of Portsmouth. Oh. Then I brought them out to Fort Constitution, and one kid out of his backpack takes out this video camera and starts interviewing me and asking me questions. <laughs> and he, um, he had his ghost meter, and he went into um, some of the the tunnels and, and the areas that um, are still kind of spooky over there, and. He was telling me he was getting all sorts of EMF readings, and he was getting images on the camera, and um, he was just very, very excited, but I'm sure that there was probably something to it. And that was, you know, in the middle of broad daylight. And again, there were so many kids there, um, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of energy that was being generated as well. Wow, 115. So, I don't know, I may have to give you another name that uh, St. Jan, it might be uh, St. Roxy. <laughs> Kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop. There you go. <laughs> it was it was two full school buses. It was absolutely wow. incredible. Wow. You know, you, just by yourself, or did you have someone helping you? Um, it was it was mostly myself. My my husband was doing crowd control. Wow. Now I I have to ask. I know that with all the shows going on, right? With all the kids watching it. Um, like you said, this one kid was really into it with the EVPs and, you know, bringing out the recorder and so forth. Do the kids get really excited or were they just kind of, you know, were they believing in it? I'm kind of curious. Well, you know, there was, what was kind of funny is there was no shortage of kids that were coming up to me telling me that, you know, oh, my grandparents live in this house or I've heard about this house down the street. And they were all pretty in touch with you know, what was going on in their neighborhood or stories that they had heard, and they were just ready to share them. I'd say as as a whole, they were definitely very much into it. And what was really cool about it is um, the teachers at the school had actually written a lot of the tour into their curriculum as a base of New Hampshire folklore. So they were already geared up for that. And then hearing the ghost stories on top of that, I mean, they were definitely into it and going into the cemetery and, you know, passing by places like, Molly Malone's and in being downtown, um, like at the John Paul Jones house, it was um, it was really quite an experience. No, that's really cool. And they're writing, you know, the history and they're including it because, as we always say, and Ron says, you know, history is tied hand in hand with the paranormal. I got to say, I'm wondering what happened when I was growing up. Why didn't we have this, you know, opportunity? What? That's because your teachers weren't that cool. I know. You know. They would no, they were just more grounded back then. Oh, baloney. <laughs> I was just talking, well, okay, this is digressing a little bit, but just yeah. happened to talk yesterday. I had forgotten all about it being St. Patrick's Day. I went to work. Luckily, I wasn't wearing orange because it would have brought it back flashbacks, right? But I'm thinking, Flashback. yeah, because yesterday someone said something about wearing orange. Yeah, right. And when I was in West Junior High, I had an Irish teacher who put me in a garbage can because I wore orange. I rest my case. 
Vault is open. You're listening to the Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. Good evening and welcome to the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly journey around the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghost community. I'm Chris Balzano. Crime again makes an appearance in the Haunted Headlines this week. After our report a few weeks ago about a man who claimed demons were telling him to commit suicide, a man in Niagara claims ghosts made him burn down his house. The Buffalo News reported this week that Brad Fisher, 34, set his mobile home on fire, burning it beyond use. He was held on $75,000 cash or $150,000 bond after being charged with third-degree arson. But the judge also called for a mental health evaluation because the man told Sergeant Christopher Solori he set his couch on fire because, quote, ghosts and demons were harassing him. While ghosts may be causing crime, some people who look for it in Texas are fighting it. The El Paso Times this week reported some vandals had attacked Concordia Cemetery in central El Paso. In addition to graffiti, whomever damaged the area also took eight concrete benches and destroyed three others. The cemetery has long been a target for both vandals and cults who have used a historic location for supposed ceremonies, leaving altars and animal parts behind. Members of the Concordia Heritage Association, led by Association Vice President Henry Flores, will lead paranormal investigations from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. on March 20th to help raise money that will go to fixing the damages. The cost is $10, and anyone in the El Paso area is encouraged to go to the association at 915-842-8200. That's 915-842-8200. And out of England, you are invited to participate in a nationwide debunking exercise. Psychologist Professor Richard Wiseman from the University of Herefordshire is posting images of suspected ghosts and asking people from around the world to determine which are real. According to Wiseman, speaking with The Telegraph, the evaluation is an attempt to connect with people who have had experiences but also to see what filter they view the paranormal from. His assumption is that people who can vote online for which is real will be vote based on what their idea of a ghost is, not the quality of the picture or whether it might be a genuine spirit photo. The pictures can be viewed at http backslash backslash scienceofghosts.wordpress.com. The results and a new survey of experiences will be revealed at the Edinburgh Science Festival next month. Thank you for listening to the Haunted Headlines. You can find out more about these stories and others by going to the Ghost Village news site at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. Till next week, I'm Chris Balzano, and that's what's haunting me. This is Togenet, radio with a cutting edge.
We're back. We are back. We're back. I think we're back. Yeah, we're going to have to address that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tokenet. I am Ron Kolick. She is Marlene Wood. And evidently, I talk too much. But <laughs> what the hell? And Roxy is on the way. Oh, yes. Roxy is on the Hello. Hello. Yeah, we'll have to discuss that before we walk together. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Roxy, uh, you have written Haunted Portsmouth. Yep. yep. And what else? Um, Haunted Portsmouth, Haunted Portland, Maine, and the Haunted Pubs of New England, which is actually on Amazon Top 25 for New England sellers right now. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Oh, I'm totally serious. That is awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Is Thank right. you. Thank you. Haunted pubs. I mean, that's something I could do, you know that? Well, maybe I can do haunted brothels. Oh, dear God. First of all, you know. What? I don't think we really have brothels anymore. Oh, really? I, I you don't, don't get out much, do you? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think we don't. Not like years ago, anyway. Well, you certainly wouldn't get, you know, it wouldn't be $2, let's put it that way. Well, I know. <laughs> <with pressure>. Inflation. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> Haunted Pubs must have been fun to do, uh, Roxy. It was a lot of fun to do, and, you know, um, obviously there's there's a lot of great ghost stories in there. Um, there's a good history on each town, and there's also food and drink recommendations, and how do you think I got those? By, really? By, by sampling the drinks, because, you know, it's, it's part of my research. I, I have to, you know, know what's good. I can't send someone to... To a pub and tell them the ghost stories and not give them the opportunity to sample. If your name is on it, you've got to stand by it, so I assume you would have to uh, sample. That's right. job. Somebody's got to do it. It it is. You know, I I, I did it for my readers, really. Yeah, so giving, Roxy, is what I always have said about you. (laughs) Anyways, if anyone wants to call in, the number is 877-864-4869-877-864-4869. Four eight six nine. If you have any uh, questions for Roxy or Maureen, evidently not me. And uh, <laughs> uh, also join us live in the Toji chat room. But anyway, so uh, how do you come up with your ideas for books? I mean, you know, there are a lot of ghost books out there, but I mean, yours. Uh, I can see Haunted Portsmouth. That sounds like a history uh, press uh, book. Um, but you know, like. Haunted cemeteries, there aren't that many about, and, and haunted pubs, I think, is a great idea. Well, you know, the, the, the whole haunted pub thing came about because of the haunted pub tour that I do in Portsmouth, um, which is the, the only haunted pub tour in, in New England. It's the only one north of Maryland. So that's where that idea came from. And the cemeteries, too, because, you know, there, there were little bits of information here and there in some haunted books about cemeteries, but not a book on the cemeteries themselves. And what's really going to be different about this one in particular is it's going to have, you know, over 300 pictures in there and probably about 200 of them in color, um, you know, at all different times of the year, which, you know, then that really, as you're reading the story and looking at the picture, you're really brought in into the book. So it's it's kind of, you know, a whole different way of, of looking at ghost stories, but the ghost stories are are still fine tingling. And as as you go into these places, you know you see the gravestones, and you're like, hmm, I wonder what these people were like. And you go back and talk to the folks at the historical society, and you know they've got some stories to share with you. Um, 
One one of my favorites is uh, up in Harpswell, Maine, which is a, a little bit north of where we all investigated um, doing the Ghost Bride on Cape Elizabeth. There's a, a great story about a, a woman um, in the 1700s who was blamed uh, for being a witch in town. And when she passed away, none of the men would carry her body to the graveyard. And the, the fishermen's wives carried her from the from Harpswell Neck over to the cemetery. And a lot of the men insisted that she not be buried in this hallowed ground because she was a, a witch. But she was really an herbalist and, and had beliefs that not everyone believed in. And there was a huge argument between the, the minister and the men, and the women insisted on her being buried there. And um, she was finally buried there. She's in an unmarked grave. And it's, it's one of those places where people have, have seen the shadow, which they claim is her, also in the little meeting house, which is at the edge of the cemetery. People have talked about hearing almost the same exact discussion going on, yet there's no one else around. And um, it's, just, it's one of those things where now you've got this beautiful cemetery, and now you've got this ghost story. It just kind of puts you right there. Yeah, exactly. We actually have a question from the chat room for you. Uh, do you know anything about Calvary Cemetery in Waltham, Massachusetts? In Calvary Cemetery? Calvary Cemetery in Waltham, Massachusetts. Um, that's by uh, somebody. I don't know who said that. It was somebody. What I, what I know of that cemetery is there was um, an incident with a house raising back in the 1800s, and there was somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 men that were injured or, or somewhat killed. Um, I think there was probably about a dozen men that were killed when part of the wall gave away and it fell down on some of the workmen that were there. And um, they are buried in that cemetery. And there's actually um, some gravestones that actually have part of the tragedy written on them. I'm not sure um, about any other stories in that particular one. Now, um, Roxy. Tony has a question as well. Um, he basically asked, what was your most unusual experience in a cemetery? <laughs> well, one of my most unusual experiences, um, I was at this little cemetery this past year in Vermont. It's in this teeny tiny town called Sandgate, and it's, it's literally this teeny, teeny, teeny town. And the town's at the end of this dead-end road, and up on this high, steep hill, is this beautiful cemetery, and it's, it's very steep. And when I was up there, um, as I was walking the path, which hadn't been mowed since God knows when, there was this huge black snake crossing the path. As I ran quickly away from that snake, um, I went over and started to look at the stones, and I noticed that there were snakes wrapped around the stones there, warming themselves. Um, ah. Flying up above was a hawk, which was which was cawing rather loudly, and the more I walked around the cemetery, the hair on the back of my neck just started to stand up, and some of the pictures that I got in there are pretty amazing with some very unexplainable shadows, and it was probably the, the shortest time I've ever spent in a cemetery. It was very, very isolated. It was full of this crazy wildlife and some really creepy shadows, and um, I literally flew out of there myself as quick as I could. Yeah, I'm not a particular lover of snakes, no matter what reason they're there. So, yeah, I don't think I would ever visit that cemetery. Really? Really. Don't well, get any so ideas. Think about that. <laughs> so I would have to take your word for it, Roxy. 
Yeah, it was it was definitely very creepy, and it's one of those places you know nobody hasn't been there for God knows how long. Uh, now, Roxy, do you have any of those pictures in your book? I may. Yeah. Hey, don't copy. I hey, you I, did it first. Mm. All right. <laughs> no, evidently I'm wrong. <laughs> so what other projects do you have coming up, Roxy, besides the uh, Haunted Cemetery? Are you moving towards a new book? Or? Um, well, I, I'm actually, because it's been wintertime, and when I'm not working on a book, I've been spending a lot of time um, researching uh, over at the University of New Hampshire Library and uh, sitting down in the archive room and looking at some of these really old, dusty books. I've been coming across all these um, strange books about unusual deaths in uh, New England history, you know, mostly from the uh, 17 and early 1800s. And when I've read a lot of them and, and taken my notes, I've gone back and actually I've, I've pieced it together with some of the stories that I've heard about some of these places being haunted. And I'm kind of thinking on the lines of uh, maybe something, you know, on unusual New England history that might be related to ghost stories people haven't heard yet. So um, that's kind of a, a vein I'm searching right now because I'm coming up with a lot of great stuff in some of these old, old, old books that, you know, no one's touched in ages. So it's right. a good place to start. And, and as well, they shouldn't because we know this lead point on them. Lead paint on them, and uh, lead point? You, you could die of uh, lead paint poisoning, according to the latest thing out there. So you can die of everything. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't you know, I just had a great idea. There's a there's a there's a TV show on Spike TV called "A Thousand Ways to Die." Maybe you could be uh, a thousand spooky ways to die. <laughs> Whoa, there you go. That that's not too bad. I have to give you credit for that. <laughs> Roxy, uh, do you still? I mean, do you watch much TV at all? I I I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I am. You know me. Um, no, I, I watch a little bit, little bit of TV, but not as much as um, I, not as much as I do reading. Okay, so you know all about the different paranormal shows that are on, right? Oh, I do. Okay, and you have caught some of them. I have. Okay. Well, I just want to let you know there's really a good one. It's, it's out. I saw it on Friday the 13th. It was um, uh, Sexy Woman in Scary Places. Oh, for God's sake. So what are you saying? It, it, I should be on that show? Is that what you're telling I me? I think so, Roxy. It's on, it, it was on E, and it was just a, a phenomenal show. I, I, I can't believe it. His flirtatious. I can't, can't ever be. I can't believe it was on TV. It's just she flirt with you, Roxy. Sexy woman is great. Better tell your husband. Just, just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm telling you. But but you know what's funny though? Talking about that, and and here I am off on a tangent again. Um, on MySpace, they they have these things. You know, please vote for me, and, and you click on it, and it's a reality TV site where they were looking for female paranormal investigators. Uh, for an upcoming show. Did you apply for that one? I haven't. Um, do you know who that's through? Uh, RealityTV.com, I believe. Really? Yeah, but let me warn you, uh, it depends on how much clothes you're wearing. Oh, yeah. Terrible. How much I'm just telling you what the pictures they put up here. I mean, that's... It's, it's part of my job as, as, as producer for the show and, and to 
to keep my nose to the grindstone and find out what's going on in the paranormal community. And this just happens to be one of the ones. You have to peruse the body site. I have. Excuse me. I, I was <laughs> sent to this. I was sent to this by several women oh, who asked God. me to vote for them. So anyway. Yeah, like that's a difference. Makes a difference. <laughs> anyway, I so, think county go sign up, Roxy. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, I'm sorry. He's so awful. Uh, no, I just have one track, buddy. Yeah. You know, when you reach my age. 80? 80. 82. <laughs> he just turned 60, Roxy. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. He's got the I'm 60 blues, I think. I am Piscean, so we have no blues. We are leaders. We are actually whatever. I'll be nice. <laughs> you <better be. laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, Roxy, we talked about your uh, your thing, which your tours, which start up in April. Yeah. And you also talked about your books. When is your new book coming out? Um, the Hunted Cemetery book will be out this summer. We're looking um, at June, July. June, July. Okay, that'll be great. Oh, hopefully for uh, Dining with the Dead, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Well, I know um, the advanced copies will actually be out the first week of April. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I might I might be able, if you're extra nice to me, to slip you an advanced copy. Ooh. I, I always. Since I'm the one who reads, why don't you slip me one, Roxy? Yeah, I'll slip you one. <laughs> All right, that sounds bad. <laughs> I'll just tell Juan about it. How's that? That sounds good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Rocky, you, you were accompanied us, as I mentioned earlier, on a couple of uh, investigations, and one of them was at Portsmouth Lighthouse. Yeah. And um, you had a unique experience there with Maureen, I believe. I did, and, it, you know, it, one of the stories that when I tell it on my tours, I think it really just resonates with, with people more than any other story. It, it's really quite incredible. Um, I remember when we were there, it was, you know, like 2 o'clock in the morning. We had been there since 9 at night, and we were up in the keeper's house. And I think it was just one of those things. We were in this little tiny space, and Maureen started sensing that there was this spirit up there, very friendly spirit. Um, almost describing the spirit to a T, and what was really amazing about it is immediately Jeremy, who was from the, the Lighthouse Group, and myself were thinking of the person that you were sensing, and um, her name was Connie Small, and she had actually passed away a four months previous at the age of 103, I might add, and um, she was the honorary chairperson in the group, fabulous lady, um, one of the last uh, Lighthouse Keeper's wives at the Light, and uh, you had described everything about her to a T as far as her personality goes, but when you said she was holding something, I was really taken aback because I started to think about when I had gone to her funeral and I had left her a bunch of flowers in her coffin as it was very emotional. I knew she always tried to have flowers wherever she was, and when you describe them as, I'm not sure what kind of flowers they are, but they have large pink buds, and the flowers I left in her coffin were pink tulips. And then you dropped to the floor, the chair was knocked over, Jeremy took a picture of the floor, and, and there was an image of a face, and Ron had to get you to come to, and 
push the spirit out. It was, I mean, it was amazing. And then to find out that everything you had touched upon was Connie Small, this very nice, wonderful woman who um, was just a joy to know. Um, it's still, to this day, every single time I talk about it, it still gives me shivers. It was just uh, amazing. You know, I have to say that that, to me, that experience was amazing because having the ability to just feel, you know, her energy, her her loving heart, her sweetness, and everything surrounding Connie. And I think a lot of it has to do, too, with later we joined you, um, you and Jeremy, for doing uh, what went back to the lighthouse, right? Yeah. And we actually did a talk, and we, you know, we saw pictures of Connie. And I, I get really broken up because it's one of the, first times that when we've done investigations and you're actually feeling this energy and then you feel it again, you look up at the picture and you're able to connect and see the person that you were feeling and experiencing their energy. And it's just, it was just, um, a, you know, very heartwarming for me and very touching, you might say. Absolutely. And I know when we had gone downstairs, you know, it was now like three o'clock in the morning. I mean, we literally, we all sat there and cried. It was just that incredible. And I'll tell you, whenever... I relay that story in, you know, usually in a, even a little more detail. You know, even some of the people that I might think are the most skeptical on a tour during a presentation that hear that, they can't help but be, be touched by it. So it, it's really just, just an incredible, and I consider it a part of her life. I mean, even though she had passed, I, I just feel that it's, it's become a part of her. It's a part of the history at the Lighthouse, and this, you know, was was long before Ghost Hunters was there and the lighthouse had the notoriety that it has now. Um, it's, it's just incredible. And to, to have you be there as that person, that channel between both worlds, um, I, I, I couldn't say more about it. I really couldn't. Uh, well, thank you. It was a great experience. Yeah, it was early. <laughs> you, you have no soul. <laughs> so they say, so they say. Yeah. We're still investigating that, Roxy. Yeah, I Excuse think it'll me? be a long investigation. Yes. <laughs> We're still trying. Yeah. We haven't given up faith. <laughs> anyway, we, Roxy, you know what? Ever since you showed me that email, it's been bugging the hell out of me. Oh, my God. Do you know? So, Roxy is a third party. Bring up that email. All right. I, I need your help. All right. Check this one out. I can't. I don't mind getting this. I think it's kind of comical. This is, anyway. this is an email Maureen got. Um, I received an email, um, and the subject was Edgar Poe or Edgar Allan Poe, and we had done an investigation and we did an iTunes broadcast, right, from the Edgar Allan, well, not Ed, from the, what is it, in Lowell. Right, the Worthen. The Worthen, I'm sorry, thank you. From uh, about Edgar Allan Poe, around his birthday. So I get this email, and it says, Maureen, thank you for what you do. You make the Ghost Chronicles really fun to listen to. The equipment has its place, but there is nothing like someone being able to share what they can slash feel like you do. I feel that Ron talks over you a lot. <laughs> And I'm a little disappointed when you aren't able to explain fully what you feel and see. He plays an important role but needs to zip it when it's your turn to clue us in. How do you protect yourself? You mentioned holy water. What else do you do? Thank you. And you rock, uh, Catherine. So, <laughs> Roxy, <laughs> do you think I talk too much over my beloved partner here? 
Well, I think you when you get wound up, you can't. <laughs> what? I mean, I've seen you live and in person and in action there, so, you know, I, I, I think sometimes you, you might get a little carried away. Get too Brutus? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I know I love Doug Rock. You know what? <laughs> okay, I mean, I don't want to mention this, but, you know, you're a woman, Rocky's a woman. Yeah, See, now you're going for that, right? right. Because all why? Say, Did you make any other... Any all other I can say... Anyways, the number here is 877-864-4869. 877-864... I was pulling the woman card. If you believe I'll that I that. talk too much over Maureen, I want to hear from you now. <laughs> well, you're, you're actually, you're, 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 you're doing it now. <laughs> exactly. But anyway... <laughs> I'm sorry that that's uh, but you know, in in all honesty, I, I do get a little excited and I do tend to be a little boisterous. But I have to say, so do I. I'll admit. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I take half the blame. But that is only one email we've received. I one that that says something. I have many emails, but I do not bring them out into the public for the laundry to air. Maureen thinks deep in silence. <laughs> yeah. So like a stomach growl. Oh, awful. Anyway. Yes, ladies stick together, Tony. I don't know, Tony, you're trying to stick together with Ron? Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, get loud. Okay, I've got that off my chest. I feel a lot better now. I know it's a chick thing, so... Oh, man. If that's how you have to rationalize, then that's okay. I feel at peace with myself, so, you know, everything's cool. So, Roxy, uh, we're running down on the time here, and I did want to get that email, and it was bothering me, so... So, anyways, Leslie said... Leslie's sticking up for you, Ron. Yeah, I love You're enthusiastic. Yeah. So, anyways, we are talking with Roxy Zwicker. <laughs> you can't perfectly talk about you put in that water. <laughs> what, you drinking it? Yeah, Roxy Zwicker from uh, New England Curiosity. She has four books uh, Haunted Portsmouth, Haunted Drunken Something <laughs> haunted or other. Haunted Pubs. Uh, <laughs> and and um, haunted, haunted New England Cemetery. The newest one coming out is Haunted. Cemeteries and her website is New England Curiosities dot com. It's an awesome site. You can sign up for the newsletter because I am have it and I think it's really great. And she will also be joining us um, at the Dining for the Dead in June. So you go to our website and that will be up very very uh, shortly. So, Roxy, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I love talking to you guys and. I know offline we're going to see what else we can work on, too, so there's probably more collaborations coming from us in the near future. You know what? Of all the people I like working with, I, I used to like working with you. You used to like <laughs> You don't like it anymore? No, oh, he does. He's just whining. <laughs> Men don't whine. Oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> I'll have to remind myself. We get revenge. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you, Roxy. Anyway. Good night. All right, guys. Bye bye. Thanks. Good night, Roxy. Yeah, bye bye. Bye. All right. Yeah. You just get revenge, huh? I didn't say that. Yeah. I was okay. channeling. 
You were channeling. <laughs> it wasn't wow. me. Okay. Yeah. All right. I believe you. But you know what? I, I Whatever. What? <laughs> so it was really funny because um, Roxy was awesome. I, we really, I really we do. Did. We get along great. We had yeah. fun working yeah. with her. And when we did the, uh, the four tour with her, with her, it was a blast. It was. Because she's a very knowledgeable person. And not only that, she's a great storyteller. That's right. Yeah. So it's really awesome. She knows how to spin a yarn, so to speak. Did you just hear a voice? No, that was my chair squeaking. No, no, I, I heard a voice. No, it was my chair. Well, denial won't get you it. I still heard a voice. It was my chair squeaking. No, no, no. Anyway. Anyway. So what do we have coming up? Uh, what? An investigation? Well, we, at the end of the month, we have ghost hunt uh, next at, Friday night. in Salem, Massachusetts, but that's uh, so well. End of the month. That's next Friday night. That's right. And uh, that is sold out, so ah. if you didn't get tickets, <laughs> you lose. Oh, that's real <laughs> customer savvy and customer service, right? There is a waiting list, but there's, like, chance of hell freezing over uh, it. Next time, hurry up and get tickets. That's all we can say. We'll try to be nice, right? You are awful. Anyway, uh, we are running over time. Uh, tune in uh, next Tuesday night when we have gross... Gross... <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk tonight. You're just really having a fit after that email, aren't you? Anyway, Ghost Particles International uh, on Toginet and now Rex Radio. And we will have a uh, some kind of guy that knows all about Earth energies. Is that? Oh, interesting. I don't even know what the hell it is. Earth energies. um, Do you know what Earth energies are? Well... I want to say elementals and some, you know, fairies and... Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that's what they're saying. I don't know. All right. But, uh, you know, uh, he, he will be there, and we'll learn all about Earth energies. All right. So. Sounds like a date, kind of. Sort of. Is that Wednesday night? That's Tuesday. Ghost Chronicles International. Oh, the international. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, and uh, next week, I believe we will have, uh, at least for the second half of the show, we will have Dorothy back with more astrology. Oh, awesome. I have my info. I'll have to give it to you. Maybe she can read for me. I could kill this. <gasps> give my time. Why don't you give it to Catherine and she can give it to Aunt Dorothy? Oh, you're so mean to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Leslie's coming. Yay, Leslie. Leslie wants to know if we're starting off in circles. Who's that? Did you see in our chat room? No. From next Friday night, I assume? No. No, we're meeting. uh, We're going to meet at the destination. Directions should have been, uh, everybody should have got directions by now. Everybody should know where we're going by now. And everybody should know how to bribe me by now. Uh Uh-huh. So, do we? No. Okay. (laughs) Chocolate? Chocolate? Bribe you? All right. You don't like what I gave you for chocolate, so. No, like a moon. All right. Anyways, once again, we have a book coming up, which uh, we saw the catalog page, and we're really excited about it. 17 of our most hot, warming stories. Yeah, hair-raising these. Same thing, right? All right. So, I guess it's time to say goodnight. Oh, I guess Buzz is still wasn't over the year. No, Leslie. We are in Salem. We meet in Salem. In Salem, Mass. We're going to be sending that out to Circle. Actually, Circle's supposed to be something about, and it should have been out already. So, anyways, it's time to say goodnight and God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 
good lord ever wondered how you can